If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I You'll find out in DG247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the Pope? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, the, uh, the show where we attempt to find uh, the best game within a really specific category. For example, this week we're looking for the best game where the protagonist's name is a is a stupid pun, inspired, of course, by Alan Wake 2. It's, 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 it's a wake, like, like a wake, because he's always in a dream state. It's, you guys get that? Uh, there's lo- loads of great examples of this. There's uh, most, most of them from Remedy. <laughs> there's uh, Max Payne, which is, which is maximum pain. Like, what is he's not even, I mean, he's not, it's, it sort of implies that, like, I, I know it's meant to be a sort of clever allusion to the fact that he's always taking painkillers because he's constantly getting shot, but he's also, you know, like living through the pain of having lost his entire family at the start of the game. But, um, it's not that clever, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that clever. Um, it's. I think it's less clever than Tales Miles Prower, which took people about thirty years to actually get, didn't it? Like people on Twitter, like I remember about five years ago, someone said, uh, uh, "Oh yes, it's Miles Prower, as in miles per hour," and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" I never, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't clock that before. People who played Sonic the Hedgehog two when they were literally like nine years old when it came out, who were now in their thirties, being like, "This is a, this is like a, a really obvious pun about speed in a child's game about speed," and I didn't get it until I was until someone pointed it out to me as an adult. Anyway, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spiraling. Uh, joining us today is uh, James Billcliffe, uh, Mark Warren, and Rebecca Jones. How are you all doing? Ooh. I'm all right. Battered by the storm currently. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we're recording this on storm day. So if one of us just disappears. It's probably going to be me, to be fair. This is getting really, really hairy now that I've started recording, obviously. It's really kicked <laughs> it's off. started up. Oh, dear. All right, well, we're better Fingers start crossed with you then. For my electricity. To... Oh, yeah, see, I manipulated that situation so well. I want to go first. Unbelievable. I so but it cuts first. to your bed, your, your window where you're recording, and there's nothing. I bet it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's no like seagulls going backwards or anything like that it's just yeah no yeah. i mean i i control the weather so really <laughs> really okay. I, made, I made this happen um, yeah um okay right so what is the best game where the protagonist has a stupid pun for a name there's got to be loads of them right well jim i'm here today for one reason and one reason only and it is that we i cannot allow an episode on stupid pun names in games to pass without someone mentioning Ace Attorney. I have to make sure it happens. Yeah. So it has to, it has to be me. And like, yeah, the reason I wanted to go first was I was like, surely we've all picked Ace Attorney. Probably. (laughs) Hopefully we haven't, but I was like, just in case we have, it's like, so if you type punny name into TV tropes, which is the source of all of my pop cultural 
knowledge. <laughs> it is a, yeah. it is an Ace Attorney character that pops up on the mm. on you know literally. Ace Attorney's picture is next to stupid pun names in what is the closest thing to a dictionary we have for tropes. <laughs> so I'm like, it's okay. got to be this, surely, surely. I mean, like, the thing is, yes, almost every character's name in these games is a pun, including that of the protagonist. But really, it's a world full of people whose names are puns to the point where the protagonist's names seem fairly normal after a while. <laughs> Everyone's name is, it's it's rarer to find someone whose name isn't a pun. And when their name isn't a pun, you're like, well, there's something, something about them. Oh, that's like a clue. <laughs> a, literally, the later you get in the series, they become like self-aware about how stupid these puns are to the point where they will use people's names as evidence. And they'll be like, we should have guessed that there was something about this person because their name is a pun on this phrase. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a mad world. So the one that's, um, the one that's come up, from TV Tropes is uh, the bomb disposal expert, Ted Tonate. And that's, that's the level we're working on with Ace Attorney. Okay. Um, particularly okay. the English translation, although I, I'm given to understand that in Japanese, most of the names are puns. Perhaps okay. slightly less on the nose than things like the tour guide called I'll Be Your Guide. Like I'll Be okay. Your Guide. Um, but I, like, love, I mean, I love that already. That's the vast great. majority of the people that... that they meet in these games have names that are just a really really stupid pun i love it it's one of the you know one of the most delightful things about a delightful series of games is the ridiculous puns and the pop cultural references so yeah what, someone had to come in and say what it. are what are the protagonist names again so you got phoenix right because yeah he's always right in the end and okay. it gets punned on in the games people call him phoenix wrong Phoenix Wrong then became a web series that is like a spoof of Phoenix, right? I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And then there's like Miles Edgeworth is the other protagonist. And that's like, this, it's supposed to be something on like oh, the blade of a sword, the edge of a sword. But I'm like, to be honest, that's a little bit high and conceptual compared to the. Yeah. You know. I imagine those two probably work better in Japanese, perhaps. Maybe they do. Although um, I believe in Japanese, at least for Phoenix, right? His last name is Narahodo, which is, I think, I see. So it's sort of a a very light pun on the idea of like perceiving the truth. Okay. Whereas like actually Phoenix Wright, probably a bit more direct. Yeah. He's always right. So, so much classier, isn't it? Like, <laughs> we yeah. Go, oh yeah. Well, he's always right, isn't he? As opposed to. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah. Indeed. Okay. So, but so, so the bulk of the stupid puns come from uh, the, the supporting cast, I guess. Yeah. That's have you true. Got, have you got like a list of, I know you've run through a few, but have you got like a list of favourites? Oh, I've got a list here. I've got a list open. Someone has very, very carefully collated all of them. Although this list is nine years old, so the most recent three games are not represented, sadly. Okay. Um, I don't know. I like, I like some of the really kind of like dumb ones from the, the first game. The first game is the one that I've played the most. Yeah, So yeah. I guess yeah. um, that's the one that always sticks out in my mind. And there's like Wendy Oldbag. I love her. It's just a, win a windy old bag. She talks too much. Um, my okay. other favorite, and it's not a great, it's not even like that good a pun, but I like Penny Nichols because yeah, she's like, the idea is that she's like a collector. And so you're meant to think of like, oh, like a coin collector. Oh, okay. But okay. I like the name Penny Nichols because she's like a broke, um, she's like a, an assistant at a film studio. So she's, she's not getting paid a lot, but she loves to collect like merch like same yeah yeah and i'm yeah. like i i just i don't know she's a great character as well but i just really resonate with that it's like penny nichols she's got she's got no money but she's somehow finding money for all these like pokemon cards or whatever that she wants like, yeah yeah same yeah. 
same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so many of them. Just I'm just skimming down the list to find all of the really like, really like anyone called murderer or something. Oh, there's like. Shelley De Killer. <laughs> guess guess what he did? <laughs> Shelley De Killer. Um, yeah. Oh my god, there's so many ridiculous ones. It's oh, Luke at me. Luke at me, the attention seeking detective. Unbelievable. Like, you know, it's just a world of ridiculous pun names. I can't. I, I like yeah. the idea that in uh, just, you know, knowing sort of, you know, watching anime and stuff and, and reading like a lot of translation notes for that kind of thing. Um, like the, the, I think the, the way the Japanese language, I mean, I'm not like, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about languages. I don't have a languages brain, but as I understand it, like the way the Japanese language works, um, it's, uh, it's a lot kind of um the way puns work in japanese it just is fundamentally different and you've got kind of like um you've got sounds that sound the same in different words and stuff like that uh and concepts that are that kind of that kind of carry over between different things um so like the 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 puns are often sort of like when they're explained to you like oh okay that's really clever that sounds really clever and it's subtle or it's like you know or or it requires a sort of deep cultural context that we just wouldn't really have over here and then and then it gets you know and 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 it goes through the sort of the the idiot idiot sort of western machine and comes out as like um (laughs) This nonsense. So I love that. I love that it's not only are they stupid puns, but they're kind of like a pulverization of probably quite elegant and witty puns that exist. Quite possibly, elsewhere. quite possibly. <laughs> but I think you know the the AC Tony localization teams are well, really well regarded for a reason. Of course, and, yeah, and the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the decision to just go full on like we're just going to do dumb puns, like we're going to mm. hit you with them. Oh, I just remembered another Celeste impacts because she's dead before the start of the game. So rest <laughs> in peace. Amazing. It's so bad, but I love it. Can't get enough of it. Okay. So um, any particular Ace Attorney you have the first one, I guess? Yeah, sure. Let's go with the first one. It's good, good clean puns. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout. Salmonella, the creepy guy. He's like just a bit ugh, salmonella. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's just a word. That's just, just yeah. that's like I love that. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, cool. So it's like, so we've got like so so that's like a feast of bad puns uh, with Ace Attorney. Um, right, let's move on to uh, uh, James is basically filling in for Tom uh, for the next few episodes. So we're going to make you go last, as is tradition. Um, Am I on this episode? Uh, Mark? I've not said anything yet. Am I allowed to talk? <laughs> Yeah, yeah you've got to think really hard about how you're going to roast me for liking visual novels. That's what Tom usually does. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> I, I don't, like, I, you, you know, it, like... Are you, are you, like, stepping into the sort of Tom complaining about how I'm hosting? <laughs> like, you're really taking the, the role seriously? Well, right, I, don't okay, Mark, to, I don't need to try very hard, hard is all I'll say. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> For the sixth time, Mark, what would you like? <laughs> what would you like to present for this topic? Right. First of all, Tom may not be here, but I'm going to start off with a little bit of a story that you may have to cut out. So, <laughs> as, 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 as somebody that does a lot of reporting on mods and people on social media sites, punny names are a bit of a thing for me. I was reporting on one the other day, a mod by somebody who had the username. Conorrhea, which, because I hadn't said it out loud, didn't mean anything to me 
until the thing was all ready to go alive, and I realised it was probably a pun on gonorrhea. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, a glimpse into my life to start off with. My pick this week is Red Dead Redemption 2, a game that answers the question, what if Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was very, very depressing? <laughs> um, the protagonist yeah. of said game, of course, is Arthur Morgan, whose name has the word Morgan in it, which is also a breed of horse in the game. It's one of the worst horses because it's a workhorse. It has very average stats, and it reflects the fact that, as of the time of the game, Arthur Morgan is basically the Vandalin gang's workhorse. Gone are the days when he was the prodigal son, Dutch Vandalin's favourite child, and now he's reduced to doing odd jobs for money while Dutch talks to a guy with a moustache. <laughs> yes. so, so it's a... It's a, it's a it's a like a a bit of a uh, how how would you describe it it's an inside baseball sort of pun isn't it it's yes. a, within within the fiction of the game it's a pun basically what i'm going for here is the fact that the most stupid things are things that think they're clever which is <laughs> which is the entire the entirety of red dead redemption 2 yeah. it's basically overtly long labored point it gets to a point in chapter five or six or whatever where everything's just getting really bad the point of the game is that the era of outlaws is over and basically it's been driving the nail in for a good like 40 or 50 hours at this point and you're just like yeah i, I, get, I get it now i get it now you're very clever move on and it just it never really <laughs> moves on and th this punny name is basically a microcosm of all of that, which is something that I can appreciate because basically it's like all of my features. It makes a very clever point <laughs> in, in, in a manner that in, in a manner that makes you think by the end, I'm not really sure if this is very clever anymore because you've gone on about it to the point where I'm just sick of hearing about it. <laughs> I mean, is, is this like rock stars kind of... Uh, is that the general direction of travel with all there? Because, you know, people talk about Grand Theft Auto being being um, a, a, a great European satire of um, how absurd America is. But it's like, it's not a great satire, is it? It's mostly just kind of like, it, it, it takes America as we know and understand it and sort of changes the names to, yeah, to stupid ones. <laughs> it's it's reached it's reached the point where the best way that they can figure out to actually satir satirize our terrifying world is to do the very straight laced GTA Online, which parodies our world by basically just epitomizing all of its worst aspects. Yeah. There's horrible microtransactions. Mm. There's people killing you. There's mm. a, a general sense that nobody gives a shit whether you live or die. Mm. It's that's America, baby. Like, <laughs> <And> <laughs> humanity's worst successes as a nation. Yes, and Red Dead Redemption 2 is basically that, but there's no other people to keep you interested, so you're just <laughs> stuck for hours in a box with men telling you, this is the end of an era, you know? And yeah. your response is, yes, it is. Please stop telling me that. Yeah. All right. I, I love it. Well, love do it. you actually like I this thing? I do you actually do you actually like it? Oh, because oh. I've heard this take a couple of times now it's, that Red Dead Redemption Two is bad actually, and it it, it offends me quite a lot because it is a great game. What you're not taking into account is that I love very bad things. Mm. I've 
I've spent about a hundred hours playing Starfield so far. I hate it. It's it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so impersonal and lacking in personality that I, I can't I can't even begin to describe it. But yes, I love bad things, and I love Red Dead Redemption too in the worst way. I think it's quite what James was looking for there, but it's a good oh, answer. Mark, you... I respect the hell out of that position. I really, I also <laughs> love bad things. Like I'm so glad <laughs> that we are on the same wavelength for this. But I would like to just just throw in a little. I still think this is too clever. Like I was quite impressed with the Morgan pun once you explained it. Whereas just to bring us back to my pick, the protagonist's best friend is called Larry Butts because he smells like a butt. So, you know, if you want a stupid pun, like, <laughs> you know, you make is a great the, case for Rockstar's puns that being... A, is like, that a pun or is that just sort of nominative determinism? He's just called Butt. It's called Butts, B-U-T-Z, which could yeah. plausibly be a surname. Yeah, okay, you know? all right, so, okay, yeah, all right. Um, all right, so, yeah. I'll allow it, I'll allow it. <laughs> all right, okay, so uh, I love I love the idea that Red Dead Redemption... <laughs> um, Red Dead Redemption 2 um, sort of occupies a bit... Like, I don't think there's... A, it's a possible future topic, isn't it? But I don't think there's enough games to quite cover it. We could do the best game that simulates having to manage and then die from a horrific disease and it would be like <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, Far Cry 2. Uh, what else? What else is there? Dead Rising 2 if you count looking after your daughter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's yeah, good one. okay, okay. Uh, the, the, no, the, the Techland one. The Techland one, which is the uh, which? dead, the, that's not Dead, dead Rising. Or? Dead Rising, yeah. You, you're, you're, I mean... You turn into a zombie in that one, don't you? Or stop yourself from. Yeah. Uh, technically, I guess Baldur's Gate three, as well. Oh, oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, that you know, it's very, actually quite topical. Actually, yeah. quite topical. So, uh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that I love how we've just done a little mini episode there, a little <laughs> yeah. bonus one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to throw like, a point for that later as well. <laughs> All right, well, Rebecca's got a point for that because Baldur's Gate three wins. I just that. said oh, I nice. you. <laughs> um, so. Uh, <laughs> 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 right. Okay. Let's move on to. Uh, James Billcliffe, who hasn't been on the podcast for weeks now because he's been gallivanting uh, around. You've been to America. You, I mean, you you were on the podcast last week because you you dialed in from New York. Yeah, um, and you were still, you was were still giving me pelters. You still giving me pelters, even though I'd put the effort in. <laughs> you, you were saying couldn't bring myself to do a piece of camera in Times Square. Surely it's Vlogger Central. I'm telling you, it isn't because. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you've been to Times Square recently, but if as soon as you take any piece of audiovisual equipment above kind of waist height, there is a a Honduran lady dressed as Elsa from Frozen, and she is getting in that shot, whether you like it or not. And when uh, and afterwards, she isn't asking you for the tenor; you're giving it to her. And so there is absolutely no way that I could have filmed anything usable in that in that environment because it, it, it's really okay. funny. It's a really strange place to walk around because th there's just all of these these people dressed as as off brand characters and uh, and they've just all got the vibe that they're ready to absolutely throw hands at any point because you've got to be you've got to be hard <laughs> to work in New York City, aren't you? especially in a kind of public facing, really competitive thing like that. And they're just knocking about like, 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 yeah, like they're going to throw hands at any point. And so, uh, and so, yeah. 
I, I could not do a piece to camera I, in that I love environment. That you're like... <laughs> I love that you're you're now like like we're, we're going to take some time to like address all the criticisms that you received last week, um, but uh, yeah, and and it's a pity Tom isn't here because he's been like giving you a lot of pelt as well. Yeah, way, just every uh, in order to distract from his own many shortcomings. <laughs> um, but uh, what 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 have you? What is in your opinion the best game? Uh, where the protagonist has a stupid pun for a name. So after the the legendary debacle that we had, I don't know, probably over a year ago now, which is a bit scary in itself, where me, Sharif, and Alex didn't know what a pun was, or not not know what a pun was, didn't know what an acronym was, or Sharif claimed to know. Yeah, I don't think they actually did. I think they just had the Wikipedia up at the same time. We'll see. But... <laughs> Uh, I was absolutely desperate to actually pick a game that where the protagonist, whether, whether specifically the protagonist had a name that was definitely and exclusively actually a pun. And uh, I was reaching for all sorts of stuff. And uh, the Miles Tales Prowl one, that was one of my favorite ones. I remembered that from when I was a kid, but as we well know, all Sonic games are terrible. There are no, there are no good ones. <laughs> I can't, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm reaching in my brain now. I can't think of any good ones, like legitimately good Sonic games. And uh, that sounds um, like the murder of bait. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yes, <laughs> 2023 is the year of the first good Sonic game. That is a great shout, actually. <laughs> but so I've gone for the. Sorry to interrupt your flow, but I couldn't let it pass. No, no, it's great. It's it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. I think the the. <laughs> Uh, it's the perfect balance between actual pun for a name, legendary game with uh, a great number of fans and uh, 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 a definitely deservedly legendary status is Grim Fandango, the LucasArts visual novel, which I'm sure Rebecca is a big fan as well. Are you going to back me up on this one, Rebecca? You like Grim Fandango? I haven't actually played it yet, but I love everything I've seen about it. This is a I wasn't a LucasArts kid. I'm still catching up. Is it an adventure game rather than a visual novel? But well, yeah, no, yeah. No, I was exclusively a Sierra kid. So if it's LucasArts, then I'm still I'm still on the catch up. Yeah, yeah. Decades later. Yeah. So wow, I, I was um, a LucasArts kid, arts kid, and and Grim Fandag was like one of my favorite games of all time. So I'll back you up on that. Oh, yeah, I can't so believe we just ended this friendship. I do like what I know of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so the uh, of course uh, it's. I think where when I was a teenager and sort of getting into pretentiously into games, as I always like to say, Grim Fandango was one of those ones that you'd kind of look back through the Metacritic best list and be like, uh, the, this, the, that was the game that that was one of the games that was one of this uh, from the from the nineties that was was presented as one of the all time greats. You've got to play this if you're into games. You've got to play this, and so. It was one that I went back and played through mm. DOSBox on a laptop and all of that sort of stuff. And um, it's obviously a lot more accessible now because of the remaster, but it follows Manny Calavera. Yeah, yeah. And so Calavera in Spanish is Skull or Skull and Crossbones or Jolly Roger, like the, the pirate flag or whatever. Uh, and he is a mm-hmm. sentient skeleton who ferries uh, dead people from the, the, the land of the living to the afterlife. And it's all this kind of cerebral uh funny silly adventure game where you are basically uncovering this underworld plot 
um, which is based around sort of film neo-noir and gangsters, mafia, and it has this Dia de los Muertos, which is as a real code today, hashtag just saying, uh, aesthetic. And it's just a brilliant story. It's incredible. <laughs> it's fantastic and really emblematic of the time. And it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a brilliant pun. It's uh, really dumb is, and I'm clever at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised that it, it comes up or, or you remember it coming up often as being like, you know, like on lists of the, this is one of the games that you have to play if you have any like yeah for for this medium at all because it is one of the one of the greats. It's probably, I mean, the 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 kind of stuff that it deals with, um, you know, because it's, it's as you say, it's set in the afterlife and it's got this kind of it's got this kind of two worlds thing going on where in the in the first um, act of the game you do go into the world of the living to kind of do some grim reaping and the way the world of the living is presented is like it's really warped and it's yeah terrifying uh terrifyingly sort of like and, and you imagine that like you know if if you are you know if you are someone who who lives in the afterlife which obviously doesn't exist but like if <laughs> but if you did if you did live in in some plane beyond this realm then your perception of this realm would uh, surely, surely change. It's just an idea that that makes perfect sense. It it plays a lot with with these ideas, and it's it's really smart and really clever. It's one of the it's one of the most uh, yeah. It's 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 one of it's a really kind of relatively early example of of games as like like proper narrative powerhouses. It's great. So um, yeah. I'll back you up, James. It is good. It, it has a funny <laughs> it's not a visual of, novel, though. I don't no, know it's not a visual from. novel. That was just <laughs> that was that was the lights and the camera on me making me misspeak. Obviously, uh, it's a, it's an adventure game. Obviously, <laughs> that's the that's the proper genre that it is. But the I, I think it's also the the only game that I know of where one of the puzzles is predicated on yeah. knowing who Robert Frost is, the American poet, and yeah. I think that's just again emblematic of the of the time that it was of the time that it was released where yeah. it was a it was a funny yeah. it was a funny mixture between games being perceived as specifically for for children but also having these uh more mm. like narratively crafted games like like you like you say that it was a it was a, a seriously and smartly conceived and directed experience that was meant to just tell a, a, a brilliant story and it was completely successful in doing mm. that and it is rightly revered as one of the best games yeah. because of that because also it didn't really have that that grounding of other stuff to build from it was taking in inspirations from from poetry from novels from films from tv and all that sort of stuff to create something that was yeah. that was that was interactive and interesting and different within within the time that it was released and it uh, uh, which you can kind of see those aspects in all of the in, in the other two games that we've been presented today that you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have visual novels without adventure games because they're almost the the they're almost visual novels yeah, yeah. or almost adventure games without the without the bits that people don't like the esoteric puzzles and they're stuff. very closely related as yeah. genres yeah, yeah. 
and then and then the the the, the pretense. Are you going to say the, they're adventure games without the budget or production <laughs> values? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but then you, I don't think you would also have Rockstar games because the the like I say, there's a there's a certain amount of pretense in the adventure genre too, and Rockstar is all pretense based on the like the like Mark says the mechanics <laughs> that are deliberately bad. Like you, you think of the city of San Denis in Red, Red Dead Redemption Two, where it is deliberately annoying to kind of pre, to, to try and give the impression of uh, Arthur Morgan being this kind of wild man that finds the city strange and and rage inducing. That's always bumping into people and everybody's saying, "What are you doing this for?" Oh, and he, always the cops are always on you, and he's just like, oh, "What's happening? I hate this place. I've got to get out of here." And the. Uh, you, you, that's a really interesting example of something being deliberately bad or annoying to to get across a narrative point. And I think that <laughs> that is a direct line to adventure games where they were esoteric and weird to 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 yeah. to put you in the shoes of a protagonist who is in a strange and weird scenario. Drink my root beer. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. That's uh, uh, proper fucking criticism going on. We're not, not used to that on this podcast. Right, okay. So, uh, I'm... <laughs> uh, right, I have to pick something now. So, uh, we all have to listen to that fucking theme tune. Yes. Which uh, I, I have not heard this to, yet. <laughs> I've grown to despise. Well, you got to play it for James then. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. James, well, James is definitely going to be sick of it by the end of today because he's going to hear it three <laughs> times. Right. By popular demand, then, genuinely, people, if it's not in, there was one episode where it wasn't in and people kicked right off. Like, where was, where was the gym theme? Somebody asked for the gym theme in a video that wasn't even a podcast. They're like, where's the gym theme? I'm like, well, it's, it's, it's a fucking preview for, like, Avatar or whatever. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> Anyway, all right, okay. Like my sincere, heartfelt apologies. Goes on, doesn't it? Apparently, they really like Tekken in Ireland. <laughs> I think I knew that actually. <laughs> okay, right. So we have Red Dead Redemption Two, which uh, Mark insists is, is actually crap, thus sort of disqualifying himself. Ten out of ten game. We have. Never uh, mind. Uh, <laughs> we have. Uh, I mean, it, it helps you if we accept that it is crap, James. So you I know, know go, I know. But uh, this take Rebecca. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca has submitted Ace Attorney, which is uh, which is uh, as we, we we established in the confusion earlier. Is uh, Ace Attorney is a visual novel, right? A visual yeah. novel with a bit yeah, of yeah. Uh, a bit of object finding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As we established earlier, visual novels 
are the poor cousins of uh, uh, point-and-click adventure games, meaning that, uh, unfortunately, uh, James Billcliffe has won uh, upon his return uh, uh, with okay. uh, Grim Fandango. Hang on, though. Hang on. Yeah? I... <laughs> An objection How, to make. In were the... you were you hoping to, to not be picked so you could pull that out? Oh yeah, you Amazing. know it. It's well, been on my lap the entire time. My wires are everywhere to try and accommodate this. Oh, but no. Genuinely though, you made like James is such a like beautiful and eloquent and compelling case for how great this game that I still really need to play is. But it was a clever pun. That is my genuine objection. I. I still feel I filled the brief, but genuinely, can, I just wanted to can show I make off that this is the pillow well? that I actually use to support my back while I work. <laughs> have you have you got a giant I objection, mean, yeah. plushie? Or? <laughs> is it going to be as good? <laughs> I think just the the only thing that I'd say about Phoenix Wright is that the 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 specific category that we're trying to fulfil is protagonist, whose name is a, is a pun. And is is his name you, actually? You do a pun? have me there. I was hoping no one would spot it. It is. It's right because he's always right. <laughs> I would argue. I would argue that just having the Spanish for skull be the name of a guy who is a skull is even more on the nose. I mean, it's it's fair. I was hoping that no one would pull me up on the fact that the protagonists don't have the punniest names in these games. I was really hoping that would fly under the radar. No, it was yeah. very well deserved win from James. Honestly, I, I feel. Like, I feel like yeah. I think I think Manny Calavera just 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 ticks all of those boxes it's actually fairly stupid i mean mark even said earlier that like the stupidest things are things that think they're clever and i think somebody thought they were clever by going it's, it's the spanish for skull <laughs> and this is this is basically a, a point and click adventure game about the uh, the mexican day of the dead so, so obviously it's the spanish for skull like it's it's the most it's it's it's, it's fairly stupid but it works so, all right, Grim Fandango is the best game uh, where the protagonist's name is... Uh, God, this is a mouthful, this topic, isn't it? The best game ever where the protagonist's name is a stupid pun. So Grim Fandango is better than Alan Wake. <laughs> Alan Wake 2, Max Payne. It's better than all the Sonic games. And uh, Mark's got an objection. Have you got an objection? I just... I just, I'm just wondering, do I get half a point if my argument wins it for somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not, because uh, otherwise we'd have to retroactively give Tom about 16 points, I think. So uh, I, 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 nobody I, wants I, I that. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. <laughs> no. I don't want to give Tom the satisfaction of that. Christ, uh, he's already, he's already been insufferable about this episode that he isn't even on so uh okay right um thank you very much for listening thank you very much to my uh, wonderful panel for playing uh what a great episode what a great episode what a great topic uh and i'll uh james i'll try and introduce you better on the next one <laughs> please do i had to, to i had to wait 20 minutes to to air my grievances on this one and this the the list is mounting <laughs> Yeah. All right. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. So uh, please leave us a five star review if you think we deserve it. And if you don't think we deserve it, just don't say anything. Don't click anything because, uh, you know, because some people, some people and, you know, I love I love that anyone who takes the time to say nice things about our podcast. But some people have given us a joking one star. Uh, and then when you read the actual body of the review, it's like um, giving this one star because Tom was robbed and like they're clearly fans of the show. But it's like, 
that's uh, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It's you know, people just look at the star and go one star from one guy in Portsmouth. I mean, that's that's clearly crap. Then, so um, yeah. So please, if you like the show, please give us a five star review somewhere. Uh, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Please uh, tell your friends about it. And um, uh, hopefully, hopefully, that's enough, Tom. I don't like uh, doing this uh, salesman part. It's, uh, it's beneath me. It's beneath me and my art. All right. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.